Hello everybody, it's Andy here. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to another podcast. And we have another guest and it's the same guest as last week. If you listen to last week's podcast, we've got Dan Frost. Now last week we ran over a little bit on the podcast, so we split it up into two. We're really talking about short game. Now, as a golf coach, we've coached literally thousands and thousands of golfers over the years. And what you start to notice are trends that cause the biggest issues that are really holding golfers back, whether that be short game or long game. But we're really looking at short game today. And as a golfer, I don't think, and I think you'll agree with this, is I don't think there's anything worse than duffing a wedge when you're close to the green or knifing it through the back of the green. It is a real pain in the ass and it's not much fun. You then start to feel some tension, some nervousness, and when you're faced with another shot, you're not really that confident. Well, we wanted to go into this. Well, in today's podcast, we've got Dan Frost again talking about commonalities that he sees in short game, as well as some simple things that you can apply, some thoughts, some drills that you can put into your game that you can go and test out straight away on the golf course or even on the practice area to see some rapid improvements really and change the way that you play, but also feel more confident when you're over these shots. So I really hope this is gonna be useful for you. If you enjoy this podcast, then make sure you screenshot this and tag ourselves and Dan Frost in. And if you enjoyed the Me and My Golf podcast, then please head over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. We really would appreciate it. Okay, let's get into today's podcast and welcome back, Dan Frost. I want to go into, um, I suppose, a little bit of some short game stuff, really. More, so, I suppose more so from a, from a technical side of things, because I certainly think that golfers neglect that and avoid, uh, they, they avoid the pain of the short game a lot of the time because it is a very big pain point for golfers um and it's amazing how many people come for a lesson with us and then they'll go oh yeah my driving really needs work and then we'll take them on the golf course and we, we go well, actually the driving is the last thing you need to be working mm-hmm. on it's the it's the short game that you need to be working on um what do you see in golfers commonalities that you see from a technical side um that you think will be helpful to share with the listeners um Amongst good players, amongst amongst average golfers, what do you see that, that that keep on showing up from a technical aspect that you think, right? I wish this guy could know this before he comes for a lesson because he's it would really help him. I, I think I think it's for, for me. It's there's a there's just a bit of a for want of a better term, a bit of a disease in the club that we pull out the bag as soon as we're close to the green and the club we practice with. You know, we, there's so much loft available to us now. And when you give a pe- people a lot of loft, the first thing they're going to do with it is decrease it. And the moment you start to create a decreasing blow and you've got no speed of rotation, i.e. you've not got full spring aspects where there's some extension and the club's moving, you know, the club handle wants to move up a bit, and, which happens in good golf swings, you know, you've got something that's just going to get stuck in the floor. It's going to come out hot off the face. And, you know, you start to build a, a technique where, anything less than your 60 really isn't actually going to work. It's going to, it's, you're going to be pretty much fat in. You're going to be knocking it across the green really low. You know, you're not going to have any confidence of trajectory. And I think the, the first bit of advice for me would be understand that it's quite a shallow blow. You know, we definitely want to slide the club. Um, there's some pretty amazing people that don't play golf that could chip quite well. I don't know if you ever noticed that. So I, do you know what? I'm just going, to, just going to come in there straight away and say, when we do beginners, when they learn how to chip, you look at some of the shots that they hit and I'm going, oh my goodness, that's really good. But they have no awareness yet really of 
obviously distance control and things like that but actually yeah. from a strike point of view you're like yeah. wow and look at that look at the height of that pitching wedge <laughs> it's amazing it's nuts right you know it's a natural application to when you're conceptually not aware there's a natural there's a natural instinct to add loft not subtract it so if we you know let's let's try and redesign the wheel a little bit here and go start with less loft i mean would be first piece of advice you know just and and to be honest do you really need to carry you know are are carrying a 56 and a 60 upskilling and improving your game maybe out of a bunker yeah maybe when you're short-sighted but i would chuck those clubs out to start off with and go okay well let's just start with a 50 or or a 48 and let's get to a point where it's not hands forward ball back you know let's put the ball forward in the starts a little bit let's flatten the shaft a little bit and just kind of let the face sit maybe a few degrees open, you know, so the toe doesn't look like it's right up in the air. And just get the idea of trying to finesse a 50, you know, trying to make it come off the face soft. You know, it might feel, for golfers, you know, majority of golfers are right-handed. It might feel a bit more right-sided, you know. And just get the idea that you can kind of brush the ground behind the ball I think is a biggie, you know, it's, it's that's going to fail tremendously with full, full swing iron shots. But with your finesse stuff, you know, you're trying to reduce efficiency off the face, really. You know, you're not trying to take a 50 degree and turn it into, you know, 25, so you're firing it miles. You're trying to actually turn it into more into a sand iron, you know, adding a few degrees of loft. So those sort of traits would be where I would start. You can get an enormous amount of confidence as well by literally just putting two tees in the floor, putting them down quite low and just brushing them. Just brush, just get the click, click feel. And just see where you're most comfortable doing that. It certainly won't be at the back of your stance. You know, at the back of your stance, you'll probably hit the first one. That'll spring up and the club will go into the ground before the second one. Um, Ball forward a little bit, as I said, a little bit further away with it, which will help your stroke be a little bit more curved. Um, Reduce the loft and then add some technically. And just getting the idea that, you know, you're kind of trying to brush the ground, not not hit the ball, would definitely be like conceptually where I would start with people. And when you get people into the idea that a bit like Seve, you know, it's you produce the loft through skill, you know, you don't just buy the loft. It's it really changes. Same again, changes your story, changes the way in which you you start to think about things. And it's like we talked about earlier. You actually start to feel skillful. You know, and it's like, okay, well, yeah, I can do stuff. It's not just I'm picking a sixty and it's doing it for me. I, I can make the ball go a bit higher, a bit lower, come out a bit faster, a bit slower. Um, and then the second stage really would be to change to change the environment you know i mean we we learn off synthetic surfaces a lot now um you know we like to put it on good lies we like to practice simple pleasant things that give us things that aren't going to embarrass us yeah nobody likes to fat it i, was, I remember doing tv and I hit, I hit a wedge shot fat i was like oh it's just it's just mind-blowingly mind-blowingly upsetting at the time but but we all do it and i think you know it's accepting that as well you know, we won't be perfect. You know, there is there is some judgment with a wedge, but definitely get into an environment, get onto turf as quickly as you can. Get onto tight turf. You know, learn how to make the make the wedge work work there. 
because then all the rest of the lies will start to feel a lot easier. Now, when the boys, you will think it's sitting up. Just wanted to let you guys know that we now have the Me and My Golf app ready for you to access myself and Pierce wherever you are on the go, even if you're at the range. This includes all of our best tips and content, as well as the coaching plans. And we also have a great video analysis tool where you can record your golf swing and analyze your swing using the tools in the app. So make sure you check it out. Search for Me and My Golf in the App Store. And we look forward to helping you wherever you are. Let's get back to the podcast. The more and more I think about this, and certainly with uh, with amateur golfers and, and top level golfers, I think that amateur golfers, I mean, peers talk about this a lot, is that most golfers are just thinking about hitting the golf ball. They're thinking about the golf ball or they're thinking about technique in terms of body positions and things like that in terms of, okay, I need to maybe, you know, shift the weight or, or rotate the body or whatever it might be. Not many amateur golfers are very are very often thinking about what the club is doing, how it's interacting with the turf. And I think if they could, if they could have more awareness of a the sole of the club, you know, brushing the ground, what it's what the speed of it, the finesse side of things, what the club is doing, the body will find a way to produce that motion or the, the right movement. And I think a lot of people have it the other way around. They're going right. How can I move the body better in order to get the club in a better place? Um, I think if they were to just have more awareness of the club, their body would often sort itself out. You know, I look at Sebi and when, you know, how Sebi used to chip, he didn't look like he was thinking about his body and his extension of his spine through the golf ball. It was no. very much of, you know, all about, well, how's this club moving? How's the, how's the club brushing with the ground? It, was, it looked very much more feel around the club. And I think for amateur golfers listening to this, Switch that focus to, as Dan said, switch the focus to what the club is doing with the turf, not necessarily the golf ball. You still have an awareness of that. But if you can switch that, it has a tremendous, um, I think it has a tremendous freedom on the, the body yeah. to sort of let everything soften up. I think I'd also think about the soft, you use the word softness three or four times there just intuitively. And, and I think it's the softness as well. It's kind of, the wedge is heavy. You know, it's got heavy headway, that, the wedge. And... By the time you've swung it back in one direction, it 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 will swing itself down a, a little bit. Um, you know, lots of good short game coaches talk about that, and there is definitely some weight. It's kind of letting that club refine the the bottom of the arc, letting it come down, not pulling the handle too hard. I think your point on being aware. I think awareness is is the first point of of learning. You know, if you become aware of something, you can do something about it. And I think sometimes with a short game, although it's a short stroke, it, you know, we're not aware that of how the club face is moving, how the shaft is moving, the tension that we have. Um, it's a bit like tra the training training aids and, you know, not to put too much of a plug in, but when I design a training aid, it's to make make people aware of of, of, of feelings, you know, of what, what we know is, know is best practice and then give you a chance to, you know, to, to, to simulate it. You know, like the short chip, it's just two color cone, two um, color tone ball that sits on either the base of the handle, the head, or the shaft. I know you guys have have seen it, but it makes it very obvious to think about the club head moving in an arc, and then the face opening and closing a little bit, and the idea that the club pretty much returns to where it starts. It's kind of what you put in in the backswing, you take out in the downswing. You know, it, it set up and and an impact are reasonably similar with this particular skill. You know, it's not they're not miles from one another and anything that's simple really you know I, I like i like colors to learn i like things that are easy 
And like with the with the two color tone ball, it's just I get a sense of yellow on the way back and red on the way through, and you know, making people aware that the club does move in a pattern. And if that pattern then collides and the club kind of slides at the bottom, well, you're definitely starting to install something. And then when you take the the short chip off, it's not hard to still be there to use your imagination. You know, you've still got some mantra in your mind of yellow back and red through. You know, there's kind of there's nearly a verbalization of your technique that that allows you allows you to to repeat it and to take it with you out to the out to the golf course. But you're you're dead right. I think you know it's nearly it's nearly taking concepts out and actually saying, well, you know, how do we how do we just chip the ball into the air? And I think there's a fine line between having no information and doing something, and then a another line of having way too much information. But the short game stuff that's out there now, you know, your Seekmans, your 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 Ridgeyards, you know, it's a lot of guys that know that that know what they're they know what they're doing. And there's plenty of resources, information. You know, you guys have got some great short game stuff on your on your platforms, and I'm I'm always watching that stuff and listening and learning. And for me, it's not just like how do you do it; it's just maybe an interpretation that fits with me. And that's why there needs to be a lot of different ones because we're human beings. So you yeah. need to find something that becomes your baseline, your rock solid. And then once you have rock solid, then you can go, okay, well, why don't I just tweak it a bit? Why don't I just do a bit more or a bit less? You know, what stage does it mess up? And then you have, you know, elaboration of skill. You know, and I think that's, that, that's, that's really key. So I'll tell you what we'll do then. We're going to set a challenge now. This is the challenge. We're going to get anybody who is listening to this, the next time they go out and play golf, the most loft they can have in the bag is a 52. Okay. And the objective is that they have to not take a divot. <laughs> so let's 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 see how many golfers can go out there with the idea of exactly what we spoke about. Let the club interact with the ground by brushing it, put the ball forward, only have 52. If you've short-sided, you've got to play 52. If you've, you know, if you want to play some height on a chip shot, you're still only allowed to play 52. Simple and challenge. You know what as well? If you really, if you really suck with a wedge, which you know, we we've all we've all been there, mm. hit, hit some off a tee. You know, take that 50 and yeah. just give it. Give it a little tee, put it forward. I don't know if you've ever, you've ever watched this. You've ever watched it, and not every country has it, but some countries are really passionate about pitch and putt. They have like mm. pitch and putt championships. Yeah, yeah. Watch the guys on those. They tee the wedge up like a driver. <laughs> and, and really? Like, yeah, I, I tried it about a year ago. It's like, wow, this is good. You just <laughs> You're not going to do this, are you? You spin it like crazy. And it's Brilliant. like... Okay, and it stops you kind of getting that really like really negative descending blow. Yeah, you know I yeah, think people yeah. need to understand that you know just because you're just because you're brushing the turf doesn't mean you're hitting up. Mm. You know mm. that would be the thing. We're not we're not telling you to hit up on the ball. Yeah, yeah we're telling you to to put the arc somewhere or you know there still will be angle of attack because the club is coming from the air. We're not hitting it in a through swing. Really, really important because I've got tripped up with that one before as well. We're trying to be shallow. Yeah. You know, people arcing the club up, hitting the top of the ball. It's not what we're asking. You know, we're we're asking you to to somewhat get the club back to its shaft being upright. If you look from face on, yeah. you know, you don't lean in too much, and you want to feel definitely like it's gliding through the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dan, um, we're going to do some quick fire. It's been, I think, it's actually just. I mean, I've made loads of notes now. Andy will have done the same, and I think there's some really good 
things in this podcast that if people can just think of differently and it's a great time there's a bit more time for reflection now obviously there's, i don't know when this podcast will go out actually whether we've got any uh staff who are working who can put it up i'm not sure <laughs> i might be editing this one place i think yeah, <laughs> yeah. um dan do you know how to upload them <laughs> no. <laughs> but no i think it's a really good time of year that people can start thinking about these things and i think it's mm. uh it's it's yeah again a great bit of value here but we are going to do some quick fire questions okay and then we're going to ask you some questions about what's next for you as well but anyway quick fire um best advice you ever had change the quality of my practice to single ball perfect worst advice you hear keep your head down it's pretty bad (laughs) it's pretty bad one what would you change about golf I'd remove handicaps and short, short and golf courses for unskilled. I like it. I like it. What's on your golfing wish list? Make more eagles. <laughs> <laughs> what for you are three golf truths? Oh, golf truths. I think full turf is essential. Mm. We have to hit the ball, then the turf with long, with full swing. Yep. Even at either level or hitting up with driver is the next one. And then for me, the golf truth is keeping it pretty shallow in bunkers. This whole idea of hitting the sand to get the ball out, just skim the sand. That would be mm. Skim the sand would be my golf truth. Skim the sand. Mm. That's, that's I like it. it. Three different truths there. It's amazing what we get in these truths. I think because you get you just get different random things, but they're all they're all brilliant. I love I love these because mm. you get insight to a few different areas. Find it. You said quick fire, so I was trying to be quick. That was that, that was, was the fastest quick fire we've had. <laughs> that was brilliant. That was the fastest quick fire we've had. <laughs> it's the first time it's ever been done. Ever been done as quick fire. <laughs> Uh, Dan, look, thank you so much. It's been great to, to chat. And look, I think it just shows the level of passion and um, time that you have for the game. You know, the amount of research and stuff that you do and learning is, is brilliant. And to share that with the listeners today, I'm, I'm, you know, I know they're going to really appreciate that. And hopefully they've got some useful things that they can just apply straight away and think about for their game this year. Um, where can they go to, to sort of learn more about you? Obviously, you've got your training aids as well. Where can they find out a bit more about uh, Dan Prost? Um, you can go to shortset.com um, to start to have a look at the training aids. Um, new platform coming out as well, which is going to give you some nice resources around the training aids. So you're not just buying a training aid. You're, you're getting lots of, you know, you're getting lots of activity, lots of videos, lots of more appropriate information to what your trait is. You know, if you're a slicer, this is how best to use it. You know, if you want to hit it further, this is how best to use it. Um, on there is the, the short set, the short speed and the short chip. Um, kind of three different skill areas. Um, definitely worth a go if you if you haven't used it. I know you use the short set yourself, Andy. It's a, you know it's a it's a good tool. It's one you can use off the golf course a lot as well, and I love that. Yeah. And then the second thing, right really, here me. yeah, yeah. Thanks, mate. See the grip there. Oh, lovely product placement there. Well <laughs> Excellent. Um, and then yeah, the 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 second thing for for me, I've got about three followers on Insta. So if you <laughs> if you want to follow me on there at Dan Frost Golf. Um, that will make me feel happier and more loved. Um, <laughs> would be would be fantastic. Um, and then, yeah, last but not least, um, 2022, I'll be bringing a a book out, one percent of the one percent. Won't just strictly be golf; it'll be more around 
you know, performance um, heavily is golf in there, obviously, because that's been my my baby, my passion. Um, and and that's that's it, really. Yeah, those are my those are my places. Um, I'm not huge online, but it's uh, if you want to want to learn a little more, I'd be happy to share. Brilliant. We'll put all the links in the description anyway, as well. So. Uh... Yeah, please do get over there and follow Dan and check out his training aids as well. You'll uh, you'll definitely enjoy them. Dan, thank you so much for your time. Have a great um, rest of the week and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in person soon. Yeah, lads, really, really appreciate it. But take care. Thanks for your Thanks, time. Thanks, Dan. Today. Thanks, appreciate Dan. it. Great stuff. Thanks, bye.